Welcome to Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. All right, so today I have my friend and fellow hairstylist, Kelly Bowen. Kelly is a member of the Moroccanoile artistic team, and she has been a hairstylist for 16 years. So hi, Kelly. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming. So I'm going to let you tell um, my listeners a little bit about yourself. I'm uh, from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I actually grew up in a small town in Wisconsin and then moved closer to the city. And I've been working at the same salon since I started my career and I absolutely love it. I always knew from before, honestly, I even started cosmetology school, I knew that I wanted to be an educator and teach. So I've always looked at things from that perspective. Even when I had my first job interview at this particular salon, they were like, where do you see yourself in five years from now? And I was like, as one of your educators. I mean, I know I I need to do your education program and I just graduated school and everything, but I know that's where I'm going to be in five years. I'm going to be an educator. I can't imagine you not being an educator. I think the way that you view the industry and how giving you are with your knowledge, it would be a real shame if you didn't get into this. I'm so glad that you reached your goal. Oh, thank you. That's <laughs> so sweet. I'm going to cry and we just started. Um, how long was it from the time that you started at your salon to the time that you actually hit your goal of becoming an educator? So it was probably almost five years. I think I had um, auditioned or interviewed or however you want to say it to become an educator at my salon. And we have a large team. At that time, we probably had about 30 stylists. Now we're upwards of 50 stylists at my salon. And and it's not my personal salon. It's such a cool environment. It's called Spalon Montage. We're family owned and there's three locations. There's almost a hundred hairstylists company wide with a spa. So it's a large salon, but it feels like a small salon because of the fact that we are family owned. And so it's just super personal. And we have four educators in each salon approximately. And so every few years, If we need a new educator, we'll search our team. We'll do some interviews and some auditions and see who's the right fit. And so I was preparing and I was like, all right, this is it. And there were a few of us up for it and I didn't get it. And I was just absolutely devastated. And even talking about this makes me feel emotional kind of just because I'm rethinking about that time in my life. And I was in my early 20s and I just felt like, I knew it all and I had experienced so much and I had so much to offer. And it was like what I have wanted for so long that, you know, made me also feel more ready than I was. And the reason Mm -hmm. that I share this story is because I hope it can encourage somebody else that sometimes when 
we're going after something and we feel like we're ready and we feel like it's ours and we don't get it, there's a, there's a reason for it. And it just prepares us that much more, you know, that which doesn't kill us makes us stronger. So I came out stronger because of it. I actually was introduced to an an even better opportunity in a way. And our salon, because we're so education driven, we are approached by different brands at times to find educators for their teams. And so right after that happened, And another girl got the educator position and I didn't, was looking for educators. And they approached our salon and it was around the time that they had rebranded. So they were building a brand new team. And my salon manager recommended me for the position. And so all of a sudden, I was 23 years old and an artistic team member for Sebastian. And so how much I learned from being a part of that team And also that, I don't know if you call it loss, because it was something I never actually had going through the (laughs) the interview process of of wanting to be one of our salon educators and then not getting that position. It just really helped to shape me, I know, into who I am today. Oh, that's such an inspiring story because... You're absolutely right. And a lot of the time, I think if we have a goal, it's Mm. hard to remove yourself a little bit. Whenever we get knocked back, it feels like, oh, this isn't meant for me or I'm going down the wrong path. But sometimes it just means that you need to shift a little bit. One of my favorite phrases is be stubborn about your goals and be flexible about your methods. And that's exactly what you did. So you're actually a living um, example of why when an opportunity doesn't work out, keep your eyes open, take your day, be sad, but keep your eyes open because there could be an even better opportunity right around the corner. It's so true. And, and yeah, when things like that happen and you get knocked back a little bit, it's, it's a great opportunity to just evaluate and be like, okay, you know what? Am I, am I still going after this? Is this something that I want? Maybe I, I I tripped. I heard recently, actually, when you trip, where do you fall? You fall forward. You never trip backwards. You always fall forward. So even though maybe it feels like a step back, you actually, in that experience, you still move forward. And so you just get up. You maybe you're a little bit bruised, but you're still a step forward (laughs) from where you were before. And if that's your goal, if that's what you want, keep going after it until you get it. And maybe it'll look different than you thought. Because like I had said, I had this picture in my mind. I was going to be working as an educator in my salon. And I ended up working as an educator for a professional hairstyling brand, educating on stage and national level classes. So like I said, just the growth in that, the opportunity in that was so huge. And then like fast forward a couple of years later, I did have the opportunity to then become a a director at my salon and educator and was that much better for it. Like I know because I had to wait for it. I, I knew that I still wanted it so badly that it just meant even more to me. And I know I was a better educator for it. 
Oh, that's so inspiring. I love hearing your perspective on that. So can you tell us a little bit about where you are in your career today? I know this, but I'm sure my <laughs> listeners want to know this. We're all still evolving. But where are you in your both salon career and your educator career today? So I am still behind the chair. I work two days a week in the salon and I'm still an educator. I get to work with apprentices and help to teach in the salon every day. And then I also, a few years after being on the Sebastian team, I transitioned and started working on the Moroccan oil artistic team, which has just become my family and my home. Oh, that's amazing. So I like to talk to educators about their why, because I think that when you're in this industry, it has to come from such a place of giving. So what is your why behind getting into education? You know, right there, just what you said, it's that giving. I just love helping people be the best that they can be, seeing personal growth, breaking down barriers. I've always said that I feel like my success comes from seeing other people become more successful. And like with my apprentices, if they become more successful than me, then I'm like, I was successful in helping them to develop. That's for me, that's what it's all about. And I just, I live for that light bulb moment where you just can see that that person has changed. Oh, I love that. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that so much, Kelly. So your career is so person to person, right? Like whether you're Mm -hmm. behind the chair at your salon, I know you have a hugely full clientele there, as well as helping apprentices and assistants learn and grow their careers. And then you're also traveling to teach with Moroccan oil. That must have been just a huge adjustment. I think it was for everyone, but how did your career shift and start to change when COVID hit? Oh my gosh, it was definitely an adjustment. The little bit longer version of the story is I remember my last trip to Ottawa. I have been traveling just about every single week with Moroccan oil and I teach a lot out at our New York Academy. And then I also travel throughout the US and Canada teaching classes. And so I happened to be in Ottawa and we were starting to hear more about the coronavirus. You're starting to see some airport signs and people there in my classes were like, are you worried about this? And I was like, I'm not worried about it. You know, I mean, like I wash my hands, you know, making light in a way. And everybody's like, yeah, we're not worried about it either. You know, I'm like, it's not in my town. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's not in my town. And until it hits your town, it didn't feel that close to home. You know, it didn't feel super serious. Totally. By the time I finished that trip, like, all travel up, upcoming had been canceled and it was like, finish your, finish your trip and go home. That was what the message was to all of our educators. And so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so this is going to be different for a little while, but it's cool. I'm going to go home and I'm going to focus on my work at the salon, focus on my family. And then I get home and two weeks later, we found out that we had our peacetime order. It's what they called it here, which was like the stay at home order, close down salons, right. unless you're an essential worker, you're at home. And so I was like, 
Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. Okay. So now I'm focusing (laughs) on my family and first, okay, two weeks. And then we're going to be getting back out there. And we were like, we got this, everybody's in this together. And, and then it turned into, okay, this thing's sticking around for a while. Let's figure this out. I think we all went into this, like, what the heck am I doing with my career? What the heck am I doing with my life? Kind of totally. a thing. <laughs> Did you have that a little bit? Oh my God. Yes. I remember I was like, we just got to get through this little bit of time. And I remember I was off for like four days. And on the fourth day, I told my husband, I'm starting a new business. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, we're, you know, shut down for coronavirus. You literally just finished your last client four days ago. And I was like, nope, I'm starting a new business. I have to do something. It took me about five minutes to reevaluate where I was. I was like, all these ideas have been brewing in my head for months and almost a year. And yeah, I totally had that moment where it was just like, what am I doing? And I just made the decision. And that was it. So I completely relate. I think that's so awesome. I think someday we're going to look back and we're going to be like, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> so Absolutely. many people. And it was different. It was different every day. Like some days I'm like, I'm living my best life. I got this mom thing. I'm doing my digital thing. I'm creating some new things. And some days I was just like crying and drinking wine for breakfast, you know? like. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> well, probably the biggest shift um, was going, was going digital. And something that you saw across the industry with brands was for, for so long, for so many years, stylists had been supporting us, supporting the brands, buying products, selling them in their salons, using them. And as a brand, we're like, what, what can we do? We're here for you. Like, mm-hmm. this is a really difficult, challenging, confusing time for everybody. How, how can we help? And you just saw social media blow up with free education. And so I got to be a huge part of that. So that was probably at that point in time, aside from just not traveling and the salon being closed down, it was figuring out how to do this digital education. I guess the one positive thing is you really got to see the resilience of human beings, whether it's the salon industry and all the education there, our kids, um, teachers, like learning how to pivot their entire education online in a matter of days. I think it just really showed how as a people, we really came together and we're like, how can we make this work? Like, we're not giving in. We're not throwing in the towel. We are going to get through this and we're going to come out the other side better. Yes, exactly. I couldn't agree more. So I noticed from the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of brands coming out and, and helping stylists, which was really nice to see, offering that free education, offering advice on upkeeping your salon. I noticed even a lot in the States were showing how to take advantage of like your stimulus grant and all that kind of stuff. So really practical education. So I loved seeing that. So was going totally digital easier or harder than you expected? So it's really funny because in a way, I feel like you'd you'd think easier, but Mm -hmm. it's so much harder than it seems. So it was that like, 
we're we're people we're people people we're like mm-hmm. touchy feely we feed off of that feedback that you get when you're live and in person as a hairstylist we love being with our clients and as an educator i love teaching hands-on and being with people and even when you're on stage just like having that audience around you feeling the energy in the room so when you go to teach to a screen there's zero feedback and that's probably been the hardest part and there's some comments coming through that it as soon as like I remember on my first live that I did on Instagram I was so nervous I mean I even know how to sign into it I was just like I hope that as I start getting into this thing I can figure out how to even turn the live on I've never used that feature before (laughs) and um so I made it I made it on and as soon as the comments started coming on, it was like, okay, okay, I'm not alone. There's people here mm-hmm. with me. But at the same time, it's just kind of different, you know? Um, I mean, it's, it's very different. So different. I started educating digitally. And then it probably at the time of recording, this would be a couple weeks ago, I taught an in-salon workshop And oh my goodness, the feedback is everything. It makes it so much easier. So I love the digital aspect as well, but you're so right in that, especially as creatives, we really do feed off that energy. So yes, I know. I think we had talked and I was like, girl, if you can teach digital, you can teach in person. (laughs) I feel like those were your exact words, actually. (laughs) So I think it's really great that we have that digital education, but I think that as it evolves, we're finding ways to get that human connection digitally almost. Like the way that like with Instagram lives and all that kind of stuff, it's, I feel like people are getting a lot more comfortable interacting in -hmm. the digital space. As far as Moroccan oil education, what is next for you guys? Are you going to stay more digital? Are you looking forward to getting back into live education? I think it's going to be a little bit of both. I truly believe that digital is here to stay, but Mm -hmm. there's just nothing like that live education, person to person connection. So, I mean, I relate it to like Kindle and books. Ooh, yes. There's nothing, there's nothing like the feeling of a book in your hand, but at the same time, the convenience of getting it electronically on your Kindle when I want it on my schedule I don't think it's going away. So if you guys are loving the digital content that we're putting out, it's going to continue coming and it's just going to keep on getting better and better. We're looking at doing education summits and just more advanced digital training and content. You're going to keep seeing Instagram and Facebook lives, but we're super excited because God willing, we're going to be opening our academy in New York back up in January. I already have haircutting classes booked next year. And if you go on to MoroccanOilProfessionals.com, you can see our whole entire schedule for 2021 and register for classes right there. Oh, that's so exciting. It does feel like a little... It feels like a little light at the end of the tunnel, hey? Obviously, things are going to be different, but I feel like Mm -hmm. we're learning how to manage this and live with it a little bit. And I think that we're going to be able to get that human connection back, which I'm really excited for. Yeah, me too. I mean, didn't it feel like with salons, we were just thinking, 
how in the world are we going to be able to open salons and not social, not be able to social distance and this and that, or even other things that we do in life that we're like, we can't social distance there, but Hey, where there's a will, there's a way. And in our salon, we've just been practicing as much sanitation as humanly possible and have had no Mm -hmm. issues whatsoever no outbreaks or infections. So it's been really great. And I think the same thing can happen with in-person education, for sure. We just have to be really safe and make sure that we're um, following all the guidelines and doing what's best for ourselves and also looking out for each other. Yes, I think so too. I think so too. So where can people find you, Kelly? You can find me on Instagram at Kelly Bowen Hair or at my website, kellybowenhair.com. Amazing. I think my favorite thing that you do is the braided styles that you post. I am just obsessed. I could look through your photos for hours. So everyone needs to take a look at Kelly's Instagram for sure. And so finally, since you're on the Hairstylist Rising podcast, what advice would you give a stylist who was determined to rise but needed a little guidance? Oh, I would say number one, have a dream, make it your goal. A dream is just a goal without a plan. So put a plan together and start to follow it. Practice, 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 be confident and, and get your name and your work out there. I think one thing that I didn't have when I first started, same with you, I'm sure Jody is social media. We had to do everything the old fashioned way. Totally. I didn't even have a camera phone. That wasn't even invented yet when I started doing hair. So (laughs) me neither. (laughs) Take pictures of your work. And if nothing else, I love to just look back on older photos to see how far I've come. So practice and then track that progress so that you can, you know, see yourself climbing that ladder. I think a lot of the time we just criticize ourselves, but you don't look at how far you've actually come. So that's amazing advice. And thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast today, Kelly. It was amazing talking to you as always. I always love our chats. So (laughs) I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode today. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast.